0: Fine Hills Orlando, WMGF HD3 Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning. It is six o'clock,
1: and this is Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. With Simon Conway in for Bud Hedinger, I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. A double murder-suicide in Central Florida. Details in one minute on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office is investigating an apparent double murder-suicide that was discovered last night during a well-being check at a home in Deltona. Deputies responded to 610 Nardello Drive around 9.30 p.m., after relatives of the residents requested a well-being check because they hadn't heard from anyone there in several hours. When deputies entered the house, they found two women and a man, each deceased with gunshot wounds. Identities of the victims were not immediately released. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A weather system in the Gulf off Florida's Panhandle is expected to develop into a tropical depression tonight or tomorrow, and it could strengthen to a tropical storm or more.
2: Part of over the Gulf of Mexico gets away from the shore a little bit more. It could strengthen a little bit more to become the first landfalling hurricane of the season here in the Atlantic.
1: But Florida Weather Center meteorologist Brad Edwards says the forecast track takes the system away from Florida and toward Louisiana and Texas. In An Orange County, school employees accused of molesting students. Millie Michael, a program assistant at Westridge Middle School, was arrested yesterday after three 14-year-old boys came forward. The alleged incidents date back to April, and the 29-year-old man has been on leave the last couple of months as the school investigates. Deputies are asking any other victims to come forward. The subject was tourism and travel, as Governor Ron DeSantis stopped by Orlando International Airport specifically travel from Florida to Israel. You're
3: going and you're talking about thousands of years of history, and it doesn't even matter. I mean, you know, obviously, if you're in the Jewish community,
1: great. Christian community, great. But even if you're neither of those, it's something that is is very, very meaningful. DeSantis watched as the first nonstop flight from OIA to Tel Aviv left yesterday morning. The governor recently led a Florida trade mission to Israel. The House of Representatives will be voting this Friday on a bill that would restore the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer tweeted Tuesday that the heroes who ran into harm's way that day deserve swift action. Lawmakers decided to name the bill in honor of late NYPD Detective Luis Alvarez, who died last month from cancer. Alvarez pushed lawmakers to pass the bill just days before his death. The winning streak continues for one league at Major League Baseball's All-Star Game.
4: Make it lucky number seven for the American League All-Stars.
0: Two-run game again, and here is Cal. Gall- Home run, Joey Gallo.
4: Call courtesy of Fox, Joey Gallo with the solo shot in the seventh inning in the first-ever All-Star at-bat for the Texas Rangers Slugger. It would be the deciding run to give the AL their seventh straight All-Star game victory, defeating the National League 4-3 and giving them their 14th win in the last 17 go-arounds in the Midsummer Classic. Cleveland Indians pitcher Shane Bieber named MVP after striking out the side in the fifth inning at home at Progressive Field. Matt Napolitano, Fox News.
1: WFLA News Time, 6.05. A gender-reveal party goes horribly wrong as a car bursts into flames. Everyone's okay, though. You can find that story and video at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. And the first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
0: From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud
3: Hedinger. It's been a while, but it's great to be back. We're uh, right here, of course, on uh, News Radio 93.1 WFLA and still booming out on the in your face 50,000 watt AM540. So I noticed this morning that uh, there are uh, people up and down the country doing uh, media jobs that seem to be all kinds of excited that maybe finally in 2019 there might be a tropical depression slash storm slash hurricane. Have you noticed that? If you get a quiet season, then the, uh, the various people around the country, they seem all very, very excited when it's coming, while having that stern look on their face that it could be dangerous, could be dangerous. So you've got to be very, very careful. And it's fascinating to me because I was in California on July the 4th. There's a whole reason for me being in California on July the 4th, which uh, maybe we'll get to uh, in a minute or two. But uh, here's the thing. At 10.30 in the morning, there was an earthquake. Now, I've been in one earthquake before. That was a lot of years ago, and I genuinely didn't know it had happened. This one, I knew it had happened. And I was 150 miles away. There's no warning. And, of course, if you've never been through one, uh, there is that initial 10, 15 seconds when you're wondering, what's going on? Why is the building, why is my chair bouncing across my hotel room right now? And you start wondering about that. Then you look at things that are moving. Book fell off a table in my room. Uh, I was told later on that uh, there were a couple of Australians that ran down six flights of stairs uh, to get out of the building. And uh, once it was all over, and it went on for quite some time, uh, which was uh, surprising to me, but once it was all over uh, and I went to where I was going, I discovered myself very lightheaded, really lightheaded, uh, which I was told was uh, normal. And I guess it's because the one thing you never expect to move is the ground underneath your feet. And I was talking to some Californians after that, and I said, you know what? I've been through six hurricanes. Six. And I would take another six over one more of those <laughs> because you know what's coming. You know how to deal with it. You've got days to pre- prepare yourselves for it. You know if you should get out of Dodge or not, uh, well, even if you choose not to. You know all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, yet... It's uh, something uh, that you can prepare for, whereas the earthquake, oh no. Anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about that. That is uh, straight ahead, Uh, so uh, keep it locked right here. I am Simon Conway. Uh, For those of you that uh, remember me, thank you for that. I still have some of you following me on social media. I'll give uh, some of that. And uh, for those of you that don't, hi, it's really nice to meet you. I'm in for Bud Hedinger on 93.1 WFLA. This is Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. This is uh, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Labor Secretary Alex Acosta is defending himself amid calls for his resignation. Acosta is taking criticism for a plea deal he helped broker for billionaire financier Jeffrey Epstein in Florida years ago when he was a U.S. attorney. Acosta tweeted Tuesday that he's pleased that New York prosecutors are me- moving forward, quote, with a case based on new evidence, unquote. Epstein is charged with alleged sex trafficking of underage girls updates at least every 10 minutes on this story and more throughout the morning right
0: here on good morning orlando welcome to the fifty thousand watt front forge news radio 93.1 wfla Good morning, Orlando. I am Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud
3: Hedinger right here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA and still booming out on the uh, 50,000 watt AM 540. I want you to join the conversation right now 407 916 5400. 407 916 5400. You can also uh, text us if you will at uh, 23680 uh, if you want to uh, get into uh, that. Why? Hurricanes versus earthquakes. Now, of course, This only works if you've actually been through both of those. Uh, My last hurricane uh, was Irma. I was uh, staying with my daughter. I ended up having an extended stay with my daughter. She lives uh, over in Hillsborough County uh, these days. And uh, with her, she's now there with her husband. And uh, we, uh, we got stuck in Irma. She had a little bit of uh, leakage from the roof. Um, it was... Uh, I did one of those... I always wanted to do one of those live videos, you know, outside her backyard, though. Uh, I did a Facebook Live uh, of the In the Storm uh, video, <laughs> video, which was really not that dramatic uh, and of course uh, I guess the biggest one I've ever been through was uh, Hurricane Charlie back in the day and of course I did live in Orlando when we had three hurricanes in six weeks uh, which was two thou- 2004 2005 maybe Michael know that 2004 uh, 2004 Thank you Michael appreciate that good morning by the way um, and uh, I would absolutely go through another six. Uh, before I would take one more earthquake. So I'm in California. My home uh, radio station is uh, WHO in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, where I do afternoon drive. And uh, one of the things that uh, we did was we helped save a very historic battleship called the USS Iowa. If uh, you want to look it up, it's BB61. And anyway, I've uh, broadcast my show on July the 4th from her decks every year for uh, eight years now. And so that's why I'm in California. I'm in Los Angeles, the port of LA, in San Pedro, California, uh, which was, uh, it's a great little town, actually, outside. You know, it doesn't really feel like L.A. It's very interesting. Anyway, that's where the ship is, and I'm in the hotel. It's 10.30. I'm just getting ready to actually leave the hotel and head to the ship, which is only half a mile away, and, and then it started. And my chair started moving across the hotel room. I was putting my shoes on. Literally sat in the chair putting my shoes on, and I started bouncing across the room. I look up at the window, and uh, the like the white curtain pull thing, the rod thing, that's swaying backwards and forwards. And then there's a bang behind me. It's a book I'm reading. By the way, it's The, the Operator. I highly recommend The Operator uh, by uh, Rob O'Neill. He's the guy that uh, killed Bin Laden. Highly recommend uh, you read that book. Uh, anyway, so that fell on the floor, and it's, it seemed to roll for about a minute. Uh, I'm told because it was 150 miles away. The reason we felt it so strongly where I was is it was 5.3 miles deep. So uh, you, you learn stuff, and I learned that I never want to do that again. Ever. So hurricane hunters are going up this afternoon, and uh, they're going to determine if this is a tropical depression. They're expecting it to become a tropical depression today, and then because uh, it's over the Gulf, in the warm waters of the Gulf, uh, that could uh, gain some, uh, some speed and some uh, power um, and probably get upgraded to a tropical storm. And I don't know, some people are like uh, some of the meteorologists around the country are saying, and it could be a hurricane, but be careful. You notice that? That's how they do it. It could be a hurricane. Be careful. They're all kinds of excited, and uh, but they don't want to appear all kinds of excited. And listen, until Jim Cantore shows up in your town, it's not a problem, right? When Jim Cantore shows up in your town, then you know you've got a weather problem. Until it happens, you don't. So
5: Well, he hurricanes... was here two weeks ago, yeah. by the way. Just yeah, so he's yeah, early
3: then. <laughs> so. <laughs> What will this be? Will this be Barry? Is that is that what I heard if it uh, gets yes. to name status? Right. So if it gets up to tropical storm status it will be Barry. It's
0: just
3: not a name. I'm sorry name. Barry's who are listening right now. That's a pretty that's a pretty weak name for a storm, isn't it? Barry anyway so Barry could exist by the end of uh, the week Uh, we'll keep an eye on that for you 916 5400 407 916 5400 on the text line 23680 hurricanes versus earthquakes if you've been through both which would you rather face again I'm very clear about this it is not even a close call for me I've been through six hurricanes, some of them quite nasty. I would take another six over one more earthquake ever for the rest of my life. I promise you that. Uh, 407-916-5400. And uh, on the text line at 23680 to let us know uh, what you think about all of that. Uh, apparently, I'm the only person uh, in, within the sound of your voice right now, sound of my voice, I guess, uh, uh, in the studio, at least, who's ever been through an earthquake. And I do not recommend it. Anyway, uh, I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Hedinger. Uh, this is News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Of course, we are still booming out on the In Your Face 50,000 Watt AM 540, which I absolutely uh, love. And this is Good Morning Orlando. Former Vice President Joe Biden is making public how much he's made in the past few years since leaving the Obama administration. Newly released tax documents show Biden and his wife, Jill, took in over $15 million. Uh, Much of that was from two book deals. The couple paid over $5 million in taxes over the past two years. They also gave more than a million dollars to charity. So uh, that's good, right? Uh, Updates on this and other stories at least every 10 minutes throughout the morning, right here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: iHeart Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio Radio app today.
3: I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger here on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.24 uh, in the morning, and, uh, you know, you have to prep for shows. Some people think you just show up and start talking about stuff. But when you're doing this stuff, you actually prepare it. I know it's fascinating. And what do I find when I'm preparing this show today? I find that there's a real crime problem. It wasn't like this when I lived. I lived in uh, Orlando for 12 years. 12 years. I left in 2000 and, uh, 2011, 2012 is, uh, is when I left. And prior to living there, uh, I was a very, very frequent visitor for a number of years. I don't remember this. Daytona police saying more than 10 shootings in 48 hours. What? What? They got a, uh, a summer heat uh, task force. This gun violence is out of control. Yeah, you think? This is another one. A person was fatally shot. This is yesterday afternoon. Police in Daytona Beach searching for the shooters. I used to go over to Daytona very regularly. My dog, Chocolate Brown Lab called Katie, God rest her soul. She loved going over to Daytona because there's a dog beach over in Daytona. Loved it. Never felt this kind of danger over there at all. So uh, the shooting happened around 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Three masked men shot and killed somebody, a man. And then they got away in a BMW. And around the same time, there was another shooting. A woman was shot in the foot. They said they don't know if those, uh, the investigators are not sure if those are Related. According to uh, the Chief Craig Capri, who decided to deploy the Department's Street Violence Task Force, he said the gun violence is out of control. Well, Chief, isn't that your job? To control it? I just don't remember Central Florida being this violent. There were places, you know, I'm not saying it was utopia either. Uh, there are places you don't want to go alone at night, unprotected. There, there always were, but this is something entirely different. Broad daylight shootings in Daytona. What's going on? What am I missing? What's happened? Why is central Florida now reminding me of uh, Chicago? Every now and again, I give out the uh, Chicago weekend violence uh, numbers because they're horrific. And I point out uh, that if this was going on in, say, uh, Afghanistan right now, and these were our people in uniform. The pressure on the president to pull everybody out immediately would be overwhelming. Overwhelming. So July the 4th weekend in Chicago, last I checked, five dead, 68 wounded. Can you imagine? And that's not unusual. Can you imagine hearing those numbers coming out of Afghanistan for our men and women in uniform every weekend? Can you imagine the outrage? Can you imagine the pressure on the president to get everybody out of Afghanistan before another drop of American blood was shed? Can you imagine that this is okay because, hey, it's only Chicago? I don't want to be saying, hey, eh, it's only Daytona, the way that so many of us say, eh, it's only Chicago. Setting seriously wrong. What is it? 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger. This is Good Morning Orlando. Now it's time to catch up on uh,
1: all the news with uh, Alan Spector. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Simon. We've got something for central Florida residents and tourists to take note of. A rabies alert is in effect for an area near Epcot at Walt Disney World after a cat tested positive for the disease. The alert covers an area around I-4 and Epcot Center Drive. Kent Donahue with the health department in Orange County says everyone should take this seriously.
2: We encourage all citizens and visitors to the area be aware, of, do not interact with wildlife, uh, especially raccoons, bats, a uh, fox or skunk, otters, bobcats or coyotes, even domestic cats, feral cats and dogs.
1: Donahue says if you get scratched or bitten by a cat within the alert area, you should get immediate medical attention or call animal services. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Jurors in Orange County could decide as soon as today if a convicted murderer lives or dies. Deliberations are expected to begin after closing arguments in the penalty phase of Scott Nelson's murder trial. He was found guilty last month of killing Winter Park nanny Jennifer Fulford during a robbery two years ago. And prosecutors are asking for the death penalty. Nelson's lawyers are asking for life in prison. The family of an Indiana toddler who fell off the 11th floor of a Royal Caribbean cruise ship while it was docked in Puerto Rico is demanding answers. Their attorney, Michael Winkleman, says the 18-month-old grandfather placed her on the edge of a
4: window which he didn't realize was open. Royal Caribbean needs to answer this question. Is why would you ever, in a kid's play area, put windows that passengers can open? I mean, we've all had that experience where someone walks into a glass sliding door thinking it's not there. This is the, the inverse of that. Winkleman wants Royal Caribbean
1: to release surveillance video of the incident. The NFL is coming to the aid of a Miami
4: Dolphins player whose career was ended by a car crash earlier this month. Kendrick Norton's agent Tuesday confirming that the NFL is stepping up and covering the medical expenses for the defensive tackle following a car accident in the early hours of July 4th on a Florida highway where Norton flipped his vehicle, forcing medics at the scene to amputate his left arm. The accident ends Norton's NFL career with the focus now on getting him recovered to resume life. The Miami Dolphins' second-year player taking to Instagram Monday with an image of a thumbs-up and the caption, I'm good. Thank you to everyone that checked on me. I'm good. Thanks for the prayers. To God be the glory. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Actor Rip
1: Torn is dead. He passed away yesterday at his home in Lakeville, Connecticut. Torn won an Emmy for portraying Artie the producer on The Larry Sanders Show in the 90s. His other credits include the show's Ghost Stories and 30 Rock and the movies Bridge of Names, Three Weeks to Daytona, and the Men in Black films. Rip Torn was 88. (laughs) An Orange
3: County school employee is accused of molesting students. Millie Michael, a program assistant at Westridge Middle School, was arrested yesterday after three 14-year-old boys came forward. The alleged incidents date back to April and a 29-year-old man has been on leave the last couple of months as the school investigates. Deputies are asking any other victims to come forward. Updates at least every 10 minutes on this story and more throughout the morning right here on Good Morning Orlando. News,
0: weather, traffic. Traffic, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Hedinger here on News Radio
3: 93.1 WFLA. If you have to be out the door by 6.45, you've got about 30 seconds to do that. Uh, So uh, just uh, letting you know that. All right, so Mitch McConnell is now the latest person in the uh, crosshairs, as it were, of people who should apparently pay reparations. Yes, the whole, uh, your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather owns slaves. Therefore, you should pay me money. And I say me, uh, kind of not entirely tongue-in-cheek. I'm not entirely white. I am olive-skinned. I don't know where that comes from. But if, you know, I'm not sure if there's a scale or what you have to prove. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm in line for mine. I, I just want to point that out. So, uh, the, according to uh, NBC, they published an exclusive story late Monday night. It said that the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's great-great-grandfathers owned 14 slaves. Hmm. They're saying this is a revelation, it's a revelation, and uh, it could lead to McConnell having to pay reparations and it explains his opposition to them. Okay? Understand that. Mitch McConnell is opposed to reparations because he'd have to pay, according to NBC. Quote, The two great-great-grandfathers, James McConnell and Richard Daly, owned a total of at least 14 slaves. That seems a bit vague, doesn't it? At least. Do we not have a number? I mean, obviously there's nothing else going on when we're figuring out how many slaves were owned by the great-great ancestors of uh, Mitch McConnell. You should have a number. Anyway, NBC, back in quotes, owned a total, owned a total, it's bad English as well, owned a total, and math. The math is awful. Where do these people go to school? Owned a total of at least 14 slaves in Limestone County, Alabama, all but two of them female. According to the county, quote, slave schedules, unquote, in the 1850 and 1860 census, censuses. Shouldn't that be sensei? Anyway, that's from NBC. Mitch McConnell absolutely destroyed them in two sentences. Michael, play the audio.
0: You know, I find myself once again in the same position as President Obama. We both oppose reparations, and we both are the descendants of slaveholders.
3: (laughs) That's... That's... By the way, if you see that video, McConnell knew that was coming. And the look on his face was absolutely classic. He really enjoyed enjoyed it uh, because uh, it's such a ridiculous thing. It's ridiculous that we go back here and the solution, no one I don't. Know, I don't believe anyone is proud of our slave owning past in this in this country. I don't think anybody is. But to suggest that Mitch McConnell should pay money to somebody to alive today because his great great grand two of them great great grandfathers own slaves and and do he have to pay reparations just to the descendants of those specific slaves or is there like some general pot that everybody feeds into 407-916-5400 407-916-5400 don't forget the text line 23680 send your text messages to 23680 and we will have the lovely Michael Yaffe uh, read them out on the air, if they're appropriate, of course. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bun Hedinger. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This is Good Morning Orlando. A worker at Disney World is, in the words of rescuers, very lucky to escape uninjured after an accident outside the Animal Kingdom. The man was working in the parking lot yesterday when the ground apparently gave way and he fell into a hole about 10 feet deep. He was buried up to his hip, but Orange County Fire Rescue Workers dug by hand to free the man who amazingly was not hurt. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning
0: right here on Good Morning Orlando. News. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
3: I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for uh, Bud Hedinger. We've been talking about reparations and uh, some of you have been texting in. We're going to get to those in a second. First of all, I want to go to the phones. Uh, Susan from uh, Castlebury wants to talk about Mitch McConnell. Good morning, Susan. How are you doing?
6: Good morning, Simon. How are you?
3: Living the dream, baby, every day. Oh, good for you. Nice.
6: Yes, right?
3: Uh, Yeah, what's your point?
6: Well, I mean, what I find very distasteful uh, about what Mitch McConnell said, which I find most of what he says and does distasteful, is that I'm sure he must realize, I'm sure you must realize, that the vast majority of African Americans are indeed descendants of slaveholders because, Most of their female ancestors were raped by their slaveholders. So for him to make that comment was just completely distasteful and
3: ignorant. All right, I understand where you're coming from. I do, I get it. But what are you seriously telling me that the answer to that horrible past, that that awful part of our history, is money for descendants today? Is that
6: the answer? Well, it's my understanding that the reparations are not going to be in the form of direct payments to every African-American citizen in in this country. Uh It's more about um, making changes and things. um, No, it's not. It's about money.
3: Reparations is money. It's,
6: what it's my what understanding check, check that it's is going to sort this out? People think that it's going to be a direct check in the mail to every African-American citizen. It's going to uh-huh. take different forms.
3: Well, That's well, but my there's money, right? Money. It's going to include money.
6: Well... I don't, I, my point is that Mitch McConnell's comment was
3: Susan, Susan, I know the point you've made. I let you make it. I didn't interrupt you. I've asked mm-hmm. you a direct question. You don't want to answer it. No,
6: how I am answering in, it. My how in any, I know I your understanding is read.
3: incorrect. Your understanding is, it's is incorrect. It's not going
6: to be like Your, every African American citizen is going to right. get like you know a check in the mail. I'm not saying it it's is. Not going but let's to be say like they that. can
3: trace the descendants of Mitch McConnell's great-great-grandfather uh, who owned slaves. Let's say they can trace the descendants of those slaves. They're going to get money if this ever happens. Hey, which you know I what? In case Mitch
6: McConnell, let him pay them directly. He's got right. the money. So you think that's the right <laughs>
3: answer? Money. I'm
6: just, I'm being Money fixes it for you. Why
3: won't you answer it? I did. You answer won't answer it, it because it you know it's ridiculous.
6: I know. You don't have to say it a fourth form time.
3: The that it's going to take. You don't I'm have to say it a fourth favor time. Of
6: that myself. Ah,
3: I'm, finally we get there. Money is not the answer. No, I appreciate it's your call, take the Susan. the form of I've, other reforms. Right. I don't know what that means, but I appreciate your call. Thank you very much for making it. And uh, please do call again. Money is not the answer to fix history from long ago from people who were not alive then to other people who were not alive then absolutely ridiculous we got some text messages michael what are they
5: yes one person says half the blacks showed up here after slavery half the whites showed up here after slavery this nonsense is ridiculous okay another person says what about all the irish slaves that were sold at the barbary coast to having those ancestors count for reparations
3: Mm, And who's going to pay it? And of course, uh, we really, really, if we want to worry about slavery, which we absolutely should, we should worry about slavery that's happening right now in the 21st century, right in the heart of Orlando. It's happening every day, every single day as women and kids are being sex trafficked. Sex trafficking is... Is slavery. Make no mistake. Maybe we'll talk about it later in the week. I'm Simon Conway. I'm sitting in for Bud Henninger. This is News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Of course, we're still booming out on the In Your Face 50,000 Watt AM 540. And this is
0: Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> WFLF Fine Hills Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good
1: morning. It's 7 o'clock, and this is Orlando's news, weather and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA, AM540, and the iHeart Radio app. With Simon Conway in for Bud, I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a double murder suicide under investigation in Volusia County. More in one minute on Good Morning Orlando. 701 on News Radio 93.1. A double murder suicide is under investigation in Volusia County. Sheriff Mike Chitwood says his deputies made the discovery last night during a well being check at a home on Nardello Drive in Deltona.
0: Uh, deputies arrived on scene was unlocked. When they walked in, they discovered two females who had been shot to death and a male uh, who appeared to be a self inflicted gunshot challenge. They also discovered a note that apologized for the actions.
1: Chidwood identified the two women who were killed as 56-year-old Nancy Eads and her daughter, 32-year-old Lisa Ferrero. He says they were shot by the mother's longtime boyfriend, whom they were discussing how to evict. His name has not been released. This news brought to you by TrustCo Bank, Florida's hometown bank a weather system continues to churn in the northeastern Gulf of Mexico.
2: The cluster of storms right now, the NHC is calling it Invest 92L, it's just off the panhandle of Florida and right now over the water we will expect it to strengthen up into a tropical depression here within the next 12 to 24 hours. So it's just starting to settle over some of that warm Gulf water.
1: AccuWeather meteorologist Brett Edwards says the system could eventually strengthen into a tropical storm or the first hurricane of the season, but Florida is expected to avoid the worst of it with the forecast track taking it toward louisiana and texas a worker at disney world is in the words of rescuers very lucky to escape uninjured after an accident outside the animal kingdom the man was working in the parking lot yesterday when the ground apparently gave way and he fell into a hole about 10 feet deep he was buried up to his hip but orange county fire rescue workers dug by hand to free the man who was not hurt A mission NASA describes as groundbreaking will launch from Cape Canaveral. NASA announcing this week it has chosen SpaceX to launch the IXPE Explorer from Kennedy Space Center as early as 2021. A Falcon 9 rocket will be used to carry telescopes that can measure X-rays that come from black holes and other objects. NASA says this will allow scientists for the first time ever to see the hidden details of some of the most exotic astronomical objects in our universe. The American League wins baseball's All-Star Game for the seventh year in a row, edging the National League four to three last night at Cleveland's Progressive Field. A hometown hero was named MVP. Indians pitcher Shane Bieber struck out the side in the fifth inning.
4: I didn't really know what to think. Um, kind of lost all feeling in my body, um, but it's <laughs> it's an incredible feeling now. Uh, now that it's kind of sinking in, um, just to be able to do it in front of the home crowd in my first All-Star game is. Uh, definitely not something I expected. The Yankees'
1: Masahiro Tanaka got the win and teammate Eroldis Chapman closed it out for the save. Dodgers ace Clayton Kershaw took the loss. WFLA news time is 7.05. Video from Noah shows a fish eating a shark. That video is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando
0: starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando.
3: It's 7.05 on a Wednesday morning. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger. And, uh, you know, I like to think I'm reasonably intelligent. No, I've got pretty you need two things to do what I do you need a uh, you need a, you need a voice sometimes you need a, sometimes you need a radio voice sometimes you're just supposed to be you which I like to be uh, but uh, and you need a sharpish brain that you can kind of spin on a dime to go from one topic to another to react to callers and guests and all that kind of stuff so you need those two things I'm blessed with those two things but there are still things that happen in this world that I do not understand do not understand it And the one thing I do not understand is why anybody, and I do have to say particularly women, allow themselves to be, assuming they are allowing themselves, we're not talking about um, surreptitiously being recorded, allow themselves to be in sex tapes. Allow themselves to be photographed in compromising positions. Even with people they're married to but especially with people they're not married to. Why? Why would you do that? What is wrong with you? Do you not have the ability to read? I'm not blaming the women, by the way, who put this stuff out there. I'm blaming the women for allowing it to happen. Because now we read headlines like this. This is a headline I read this morning deltona man angry that his ex didn't watch the dogs got it so deltona man allegedly said hey ex i need you to watch the dogs ex says i'm not doing that the response well he posted a sex tape on snapchat my brain won't deal with that I have no ability to understand how any woman allows that to happen, particularly with somebody they're not married to. Do you? 407-916-5400. You can text us at our text line. Just send your text messages to 23680 and the uh, lovely uh, Michael Yaffe uh, will read them out. If they're good, uh, that's the rule, Michael. We don't read any garbage texts out on the air, okay? I like if that If they're rule. boring, we have no boring texts. And by the way, the same goes for phone calls. If your phone call is boring, you'll be gone. So we only want great phone calls and great text messages. So uh, phone calls to 407-916-5400 and text messages to 23680. Do you understand this? Are you a woman who's done it? And yeah, it's radio. You can give us a false name. We're only going to use your first name. No one's going to know who you are. If you've allowed this to happen, tell me why. Because I just don't get it. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Hedinger. This is News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Car thieves are targeting Orange County more than any other county in Florida. A report released recently by the FDLE shows Orange County ranked third last year in the number of car thefts. However, there's some good news as thefts were down 9% from the year before. Miami-Dade County had the most thefts, followed by Broward County. Updates uh, at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning, right here on Good Morning
0: Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. I'm
3: Simon Conway. I'm uh, in the seat for Bud Henninger, actually, for the rest of the week, which I'm uh, really excited about. Uh, this is News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Of course, we are still uh, booming out on the In Your Face 50,000 Watt AM 540. Love that. Absolutely uh, love that. And we were talking uh, before we uh, just had that little brief timeout about a uh, Deltona man. Deltona man got angry when his ex, his ex-girlfriend uh, said, nope, not going to watch the dog. So, you know, like any other normal human being, his response was to post a sex tape on snapchat this is uh, according to volusia county sheriff's office he did it out of spite uh, jonathan stokes he was arrested uh, for sexual cyber harassment also known as revenge porn and uh, it's uh, it's just remarkable the ex-girlfriend uh, told deputies he posted the video of the two of them having sex uh, on snapchat uh, because he believed she didn't watch his dogs while he was out of town He's out on a $1,500 bond. I don't get it. I do not understand it. I like to think I'm reasonably intelligent. The part I don't understand is why any woman allows herself to be filmed in this way. Uh, Michael Yaffe, we got some uh, text messages on our text line of 23680. You can always text us at 23680. Uh, let's uh, hear some of these text messages, Michael. Michael.
5: Yeah, I got some good texts coming in, Simon. One person says women that put themselves in sex tape or sexual photos have emotional problems and they do not respect themselves. And the men that take those videos and photos do not respect women. I definitely agree with the last part. I want to be careful here
3: because I do not want to do victim blaming here um, because uh, it's uh, obviously the the guy in this particular instance who posted that online, uh, who bre- breached a trust. And so I don't want to go down the victim blaming road. I don't want to talk about this particular case. But I do want to say, in general, I do not understand why women put themselves in this position. Uh, anyway, sorry, you got more than one text. Off
5: you go. Yeah, another person says, anyone who decides to do a sex tape must be egotistical or just beyond desperation. And they said they completely agree with you, Simon. It's very sad. It is very sad. Any more? Yeah, one person said, women who allow sex tapes to be made are stupid, plain, and simple. There's no other explanation for that foolishness. There you go. Um, uh, um,
3: (laughs) Any (laughs) more? No, that's it. All right, so we got we got three that all essentially agree with me, and I repeat, I don't want to get into victim-blaming here. I don't want to blame the victim uh, for the, uh, the act of evil from the perpetrator in the Daytona case, the Deltona case, excuse me, the alleged perpetrator. Because it's just... It's beyond me. So, first of all... You know, I mean, first of all, let's deal with the funny, right? You want to deal with the funny, um, Michael? Okay. Okay, let's just deal with you
5: and me. Oh, no. Why did I agree to this? <laughs> well, nobody wants to see that, right? Yeah, this is very true. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay. Yes, I don't okay. even want to see that. Right? I don't
3: want to see it either. Nobody wants to see that. <clears throat> and, you know, with most normal women... They don't want to see that either. Correct. Of themselves. So you know, even without the whole revenge porn thing, just take that out of the picture. Women. Normal women. Do you want to see that? Don't think so. And uh, and most of us men who you know do not have the uh, the whole six pack thing going on, and we you know most of us we don't want to see that either. Okay. We just don't. so why would you do it this stuff is truly beyond my comprehension it really is it's beyond my comprehension 407-916-5400 you can see what happens when you text us if they're good michael yaffe will read them out and the text line is 23680 23680 i'm simon conway i'm in for bud Hedinger. And this is Good Morning Orlando. Car thieves are targeting Orange County more than almost any other county in Florida. A report released recently by the FDLE shows Orange County ranked third last year in the number of car thefts. However, they were down 9% from the year before. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning, right here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: iHeart Radio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
3: The Women's World Cup team are getting a ticker tape parade. Live from the parade route is Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. Morning, Tanya. How are you?
7: Good morning. How
3: are you? I'm great. I'm great. Is the ticker tape falling yet?
7: (laughs) Not quite yet. I think everybody's saving it for the actual parade time. Oh, okay. uh, they don't want to you know throw all their stuff for first thing but yeah that's that's exactly what's going to happen here uh and a little bit, little bit more than two hours the parade kicks off and
3: uh are there, are there a lot of people lining up or lining the sidewalks what's going on
7: yes actually that started early early this morning i got here about 6 a.m um and people were already sitting on the curb, uh, like behind the barricades, of course, which have been up for a couple of days. They are, you know, getting ready to, um, you know, get the best view that they can. They're, I've talked to people who have driven. Uh, one guy got on a bus at midnight and, <laughs> and rode wow. up uh, just to be here. He's actually, I asked him, I said, what are you doing? Because he was, he was you know, making some notes on a notepad. He said, I'm actually working. But I didn't want to miss the parade, so I'm kind of working from home today. But his home is the parade route, so he's getting his work done while he's sitting on the curb waiting for the women's team to come by.
3: Wow, that's amazing!
7: Uh, do you think this uh,
3: marks a turning point for uh, for soccer in this country?
7: I think it doesn't. It definitely doesn't hurt. I mean, the when you look at the at the people who are out here today, I mean. It's obviously a popular sport. I mean, clearly worldwide, it's a popular sport. I think it's you know, gotten a lot more attention, especially in the last several years, uh, from you know, the women's team wins, uh, yep. with the one in 2015, of course, and then, and the subsequent parade for that, and then this one. The amount of of young kids who are out here with their, you know, their soccer coaches or their parents or whatever, who are dressed in their jerseys, they are, you know, they've got their signs made. There's a ton of young uh, girls out here, especially, which is what we saw during the 2015 parade as well. Um, people, it's not just women, but definitely a lot of a lot of women who are very excited about this and just wanted to be a part of the historic day.
3: I know i got to let you go, so a quick yes or no. Did you play? Soccer? Yeah. No, I did not. Uh-huh, we see you missed out. Uh, Tonya J. Powers from Fox I News did. Radio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Maybe we'll talk to you a little bit more this week. Have yourself a wonderful day. We sure. appreciate you. Uh, there you, you go. Uh, sometimes these hits have to be very, very quick. I want to talk about uh, this uh, this thing because did the Women's World Cup team, you know, they're, they're very highly skilled in their sport. Their sport is women's soccer, which should not ever be compared to men's soccer. It's a different game. So the whole equal pay thing is an entirely interesting discussion which I want to have. So first of all, this has gained national prominence because of the World Cup. And yet in the World Cup, the women are paid more than our men. Because it's based on a percentage of the revenue. So in the Men's World Cup, the men, our men, all the men throughout the world who take part, are paid 9% of the revenue. The women are paid 13% of the revenue, so substantially more. Now, in dollar terms, what does that equate to? Well, it's a lot less. Why? The Women's World Cup, if you take the biggest number I've seen, generated $200 million. That, by the way, went up overnight from $73 million, so you can either believe it or not. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with their number, $200 million. The last Men's World Cup, which was in 2018, generated north of $6 billion. Should the women be paid the same as the men in dollar terms? Really? 407-916-5400. On the text line at 23680. And then... I'm pleased there's a ticker tape parade. I'm pleased there's a lot of little girls out there who are looking up to them and see themselves playing in the World Cup for the United States going forward. But they soured it for me because they brought politics into it. And politics should never have anything to do ever with sport. You sour it. Before they'd won the World Cup, and therefore, obviously, before they'd been invited to the White House, you've got their, one of their uh, most recognisable stars. I'm not even going to name her. Saying, I'm not going to the beep, White House. Lovely. What a role model you are for little girls. 407 916 Anybody care? 407-916-5400. They won the World Cup. I say, well, that's cool, and I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because of what they did. They disrespected my country. And if you disrespect my country, I've got no time for you. I've got no time for you at all. If you're disrespecting my country, why are you representing my country? Shouldn't we have some kind of rule that if you're going to be picked to represent the United States of America... You're not allowed to diss the United States of America? Shouldn't that be a rule? Yes, I know we live in freedom. It's an honor to represent the United States of America. And in terms of pay, you should do it for free. The money that you would be generating should go to a charity, not into your pocket. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Hedinger. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This is Good Morning Orlando. All right, it's uh, the bottom of the hour. That means it's time for us to catch up on uh, all the news that's fit to talk about with uh, Alan
1: Spector. Hey, Alan. Hey, Simon, even some that may be not fit to talk about. We'll, Excellent. We'll get to all of it. Yes. Uh, here's a note for Central Florida residents and tourists beware. A rabies alert is in effect in the Walt Disney World area. The alert near Epcot was issued after a cat tested positive for the disease. Kent Donahue with the health department says the fact that the area is packed with tourists has him extra concerned.
2: Uh, there are plenty of restaurants, there are plenty of hotels, there are plenty of parks in that general two-mile radius around I-4 and cuts in a drive that you need to be aware of. Donnie Hu says don't
1: interact with animals, and if you're bitten or scratched by a cat, seek medical attention or
8: contact animal services. Larry Spillman, Orlando.
1: This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A man is dead after a daytime shooting on a street in Daytona Beach. Police say two men in a car were being chased by three men in another car when the two vehicles crashed on Weaver Street yesterday afternoon. The two men in the first car tried to get away on foot, but the three men in the other car opened fire, and one of the men being chased was killed. The other man got away, and two suspects were arrested after a high-speed chase. Car thieves are targeting Orange County more than almost any other county in Florida. A report recently released by the FDLE shows Orange County ranked third last year in the number of car thefts. However, there is some good news, as thefts were down 9% from the year before. A Miami attorney claims an 18-month-old girl from Indiana did not fall out of her grandfather's arms from the 11th deck of a Royal Caribbean cruise ship while it was docked in Puerto Rico. Michael Winkleman says the grandfather had placed the girl on the ledge of what he thought was a closed window that turned out to be open. He was literally telling
4: me the story through tears and he literally thought there was glass there. And he thought that she was going to bang on the glass like she was at a hockey game, like she loved to do with her brother. Clearly he was wrong. Clearly it was a terrible tragedy. And I think it could have been prevented. Attorney Michael Winkleman wants to see the
1: ship's surveillance video. New York City is getting ready to celebrate the World Cup champion U.S. women's soccer team this morning. The party has been going on since Sunday. (laughs)
4: Members of the U.S. women's soccer team with a little we are the champions upon landing at Newark International Airport Monday following their 2-0 win over the Netherlands in the World Cup final for back-to-back titles. Now a ticker tape parade today in New York, marching up to the Canyon of Heroes where Mayor Bill de Blasio will award the players with a symbolic key to the city in a ceremony at City Hall. Thousands of fans are expected to pack the parade as things kick off down Broadway at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And elsewhere... Just when you
1: thought it was safe to go back in the water. Yes. (laughs) Enough! That's enough? Oh, more than enough. A British elementary school, Simon, is claiming it has broken the world record for people singing and dancing to the song Baby Shark. The Holy Trinity School in Cookham said. It had 350 people performing the hit children's song and doing its signature dance at its summer festival. That passes the previous record of 294 people singing and dancing to Baby Shark. Uh-huh. Guinness, Guinness World Record still needs to verify that record.
3: Excellent. Have so, you, uh, listen, when uh, when Yaffe uh, does that later on, uh, you need to Facebook Live it, uh, please, Alan. When okay. he,
1: do, he does the Baby Shark
5: dance, he needs.
3: Uh, yeah, <laughs> he needs. He needs to do that. Defi- yeah, that
5: is not in my contract. I don't think that's. <laughs> but I would definitely record happen. that if it did yeah, happen.
3: Uh, absolutely. I appreciate that, uh, Alan. Uh, going back to the rabid cat, right? Yes. Uh, I remember being on Park Avenue in Winter Park uh, not that many years ago, and there was a, I'm absolutely convinced there was a rabid squirrel. He was attacking people, he was throwing stuff, he was charging at people, and you uh, were looking around for a cop. Somebody do it with his rabid squirrel. It was quite comical, and yet, of course, there's a very se- serious side to it as well, uh, because I'm convinced he was rabid. I've never seen a squirrel act like that before, unless, of course, he saw uh, Yaffe doing the, the baby. baby shark dance. Yeah. That they, they, they it. Baby shark do
8: do i might be doing it right now yeah it, 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 enough
3: it really really just don't don't look people are still going to work it's seven thirty-seven in the morning
1: yeah i got a got, got another story here for you simon ah oh, good uh it's not about a florida man and we love those stories we do it's about a florida woman who is facing charges for disgusting behavior at an ice cream shop jung oh. jung soon whipcha of St. Petersburg, was arrested this week for an incident last month at Lulu's Ice Cream in Indian Shores. Police say video shows the 66-year-old woman sticking her hands into containers of ice cream after picking her nose, spitting on ice cream, and urinating in a bucket she then dumped into a sink. A Wipsha runs a store next to Lulu's and Lulu's owner tells Tampa's News Channel 8 he thinks she was jealous of his success. Wow. And if that doesn't get people into her business, I don't know <laughs> what will. <laughs> <laughs> hey! And, dink, dink. And finally, Simon, the Clay, yes. the Clay County Sheriff's Office in Missouri is getting a lot of attention on social media for its announcement of a suspect's arrest on a felony warrant, mostly because of how they caught the individual over this past weekend. The suspect was trying to hide, but he passed gas so loudly... <laughs> Police were able to figure out where he was. The Facebook (laughs) Uh post has been shared nearly one thousand times since going up on Tuesday. The suspect was wanted for possession of a controlled substance. Wow! And apparently an uncontrolled substance as well. (laughs) Apparently,
3: yes. Apparently, very uncontrolled substance. I've got one for you. Okay. Uh, So uh, don't do not leave your vehicle unlocked, particularly in Colorado. Uh, This uh, from UPI. Police in Colorado say a bear butt-shifted, that's in quotes, a car into neutral and then took an unintentional joyride down a hill. The Boulder County Sheriff's Office said the bear apparently opened the doors of the unlocked car and ended up closed inside. Marks inside the uh, car indicate he tried to claw his way out through all four doors, but instead butt-shifted the car into neutral.
1: You know, Simon, I'm not sure we're allowed to talk about butt-shifting on the air Really? I, see. I think we're good. <laughs> you think yeah. I think I'm here till Friday. I think we're good. All right. Well find yeah. find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLA Orlando.com. Just look for elsewhere.
0: <laughs> elsewhere
1: Yes, I have my own song, Simon, with Alan uh, Spector. It's,
4: fan- it's fantastic. I, I love knew, it. I knew you'd
1: like it. It's it's not as good as uh say this one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, you got to make that stop. Yes. Make it
5: stop.
3: By the way, uh, is the is the bear butt shifting the car on uh, on that page on the well, website?
1: Well, we'll try and dig it up. I think you should, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. I'm glad you right. called our attention to that. I, I had somehow missed the butt <clears> shifting story. That's just sad, really. It is, frankly. I feel terrible. I <laughs> sure you do.
3: Yes. All right, well, hey, we'll talk to you again. Yes, you will whether you like it or not whether we like it or not absolutely fantastic Uh, all right well thank you uh, thank you for that uh, Alan Um, I guess uh, in a minute or two uh, we are going to talk about uh, uh, Apollo 11 and how you can relive the Apollo 11 launch at the Kennedy Space Center that's fantastic man Uh, right now though I think we should do some traffic and weather Britain's ambassador to the United States, who criticised President Trump as and the administration as, quote, diplomatically clumsy and inept, has resigned. Uh, in his resignation letter today, Kim Darroch said, quote, the current situation is making it impossible for me to carry out my role as i would like updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning right here on good morning orlando
0: use your smart speaker tell google home to play news radio 93.1 wfla i'm simon conway i'm
3: sitting in the chair for uh, bud henninger uh, this is news radio 93.1 wfla of course we're still booming out on the 50,000-watt AM540 as well. We're available on the phone at 407-916-5400, and you can text us at 23680, and the lovely Michael Yaffe, if he's not too busy dancing, will uh, read your texts out on the air. Uh, They have to be good, though. We're only reading good texts today. No boring text messages. They will not be read. I have some Mm. texts
5: on Baby Shark if you want they are good that <laughs> are they good no just one person complaining that the song's in his head now
3: all <laughs> oh, right yes okay well yeah i i agree with you. i try to stop it i just want to point <laughs> that out i try to stop it numerous times meanwhile man you know one of the things i miss from florida is being able to uh, walk out into my front yard uh, in uh, uh, orlando and watch launches from the kennedy space center miss it so much And, uh, of course, I went uh, to, I've seen launches from inside the Kennedy Space Center. I've seen launches from Cocoa Beach, uh, probably the best one, a night launch from Cocoa Beach, probably the best launch I've ever seen uh, of uh, the space shuttle. I believe it was Discovery, and we turned uh, night into day. It's absolutely amazing. Anyway, uh, the uh, visitor complex at KSC is going to host the Apollo 11 launch flashback event. When is that happening? Next week. Are you going, Michael?
5: You should no, go. I it want to. It at seven
3: thirty in the morning.
5: I love the Kennedy Space Center.
3: Yeah, but I'll let you go yeah, <laughs> if you call in, especially if you say, well, "I'll call in from the Kennedy Space Ooh. Center."
5: yeah. See, you mm, should do it. Is it just uh, a one-day thing, or?
3: Well, that was—it's the, annivers- the 50th anniversary, the fiftieth anniversary of the launch, and that's July the sixteenth, uh, fifty gotcha. years ago. You're going to get a play-by-play of the launch sequence. At Kennedy Space Center, 50 years ago, uh, they've got uh, archived CBS TV footage uh, of that uh, a- event. You're also going to experience the uh, boarding the buses. You're going to ride out to the Apollo Sat- Saturn V Center, which is amazing. If you've never, be- if you live in Central Florida and you've never done this, you have no idea what you're missing out on. Uh, it- it's just magical. It really is. And uh, the only thing that's really depressing to those of us who remember. The the launch, I was a kid, but I do still remember it, is we were absolutely convinced that next stop, Mars. And here we are 50 years later and we still haven't put a man on Mars. Anyway, uh, you'll uh, be able to go uh, to that uh, place. Then uh, you're going to go to uh, the Banana Creek launch viewing area. And uh, there'll be a whole bunch of vintage cars there, including Michael Yaffe, uh, Neil Armstrong's blue Corvette. How about that? Wow. And uh, then uh, there's going to be a catered breakfast. There's going to be Apollo guests there. Buzz Aldrin's going to be there. I love Buzz Aldrin. One of the best follows on Twitter, by the way, Michael. If you don't follow <laughs> yeah. Buzz Aldrin,
5: you oh, should. I know.
3: He's fantastic. Love him. What a patriot. My girlfriend says, you're going to be Buzz Aldrin when you're in your 80s. You know that, right? That's what she says to me all the time. And I'm like, I hope so. I hope so is all I have to say. Anyway, uh, what an amazing opportunity, uh, July 16th at 7.30 in the morning uh, to uh, go and relive the uh, launch of Apollo 11. By the way, uh, there will be on July 24th a... um a family-friendly welcome home celebration. Uh, That's going to be from uh, 10 o'clock in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be in the Rock Garden, and uh, you're going to have footage of the splashdown, uh, so uh, that's going to happen as well. There's also presentations throughout the day on uh, July 24th of the homecoming of the Apollo 11, the 50th anniversary. Quite an amazing day out at KSC. Uh, I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger. This is Good Morning Orlando. Jurors in Orange County could decide as soon as today if a convicted murderer lives or dies. Deliberations are expected to begin after closing arguments in the penalty phase of Scott Nelson's murder trial. He was found guilty last month of killing Winter Park nanny Jennifer Fulford during a robbery two years ago. And prosecutors are asking for the death penalty. Nelson's lawyers are asking for life in prison. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories
0: throughout the morning right here on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox.
3: I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for uh, Bud Hedinger here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And Good Morning Orlando. Uh, I've uh, just had a couple of text messages regarding Buzz Aldrin. Uh, and I went to his uh, Twitter. If you want to follow Buzz, it's at the real buzz. And uh, at one o'clock this morning, this man is all kinds of excited. Uh, he tweets out, Houston, we have a party. All systems are go for launch with only four days away from the Apollo 11 50th anniversary gala. And uh, his, uh, I love his um, profile. It says celebrating 50 years of Apollo at the road to Apollo 50th.com, Gemini 12 and Apollo 11 astronaut and moonwalker, West Point, United States Air Force colonel, Korean war vet, MIT founder. <laughs> I love Buzz Aldrin. Uh, so if you're on Twitter and you're looking for a, a great patriot to follow, uh, then you should follow uh, Buzz Aldrin at the real. Buzz, absolutely fantastic! And if you are in Central Florida, take part in the celebrations of this. It's uh, an amazing thing uh, for the country to celebrate, and of course, Central Florida had such a huge role to play in the uh, whole moon landing and Apollo program, and indeed will be in the uh, efforts to go back to the moon uh, coming up uh, in a couple of years. So uh, yeah, you'll be able to see that from your front yard in Orlando as well. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Hedinger, News Radio 9. WFLA. Good morning, Orlando.
0: WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226 BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station.
1: Good morning. It is 8 o'clock, and this is Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. On News Radio 93.1, WFLA, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. With Simon Conway in for Bud, I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a Central Florida double murder suicide under investigation. Details in one minute on Good Morning Orlando. 801 on News Radio 93.1. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office is investigating an apparent double murder suicide. It was discovered last night at a home in deltona deputies responded to 610 nardello drive around 9:30 p.m after relatives of the residents requested a well-being check because they had not heard from anyone there in several hours when deputies entered the house they found two women and a man each shot to death Sheriff Mike Chitwood identified the victims as 56-year-old Nancy Eads and her daughter, 32-year-old Lisa Ferraro.
0: They were discussing the legal process of how to evict her longtime boyfriend. Uh, somewhere, probably during that conversation, uh, he retrieved a firearm, killed the both, and killed himself, and left the note behind describing uh, what had happened.
1: The shooter's name was not immediately released. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Breaking news from London. The U.K. ambassador to the U.S. is resigning following the recent leak of diplomatic cables in which he referred to President Trump as insecure, clumsy and inept and the White House as dysfunctional. Kim Derrick stepped down today informing the U.K.'s foreign office that the situation has made it impossible for him to carry out his role effectively. An area of low pressure currently off Florida in the northeastern Gulf of Mexico is expected to become a tropical depression by tonight or tomorrow and could eventually strengthen into a tropical storm or even a hurricane. But AccuWeather meteorologist Brett Edwards says it looks like Florida will avoid the worst of it.
2: Right now there is, we're starting to see some agreement that this storm will make landfall. It looks like right around Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening in far western Louisiana. maybe scraping into far eastern Texas.
1: But Edwards cautions beachgoers on Florida's Gulf Coast the system could lead to rough surf conditions. An Orange County school employee is accused of molesting students. 29-year-old Millie Michael, a program assistant at Westridge Middle School, was arrested yesterday after three 14-year-old boys came forward. Governor Ron DeSantis was at Orlando International Airport as L.L. Airline began direct flights between Orlando and Tel Aviv. DeSantis said Israelis who come to Central Florida will love our theme parks, at least most of them. Clearly, like
3: Walt Disney, World Universal, all that, I think people in Israel would love it. And this is not to knock this,
2: but I I think that the one that the Israelis will probably pass on is the Holy Land theme park. (laughs) Because I think they got that covered from where they're coming from. And Um,
1: the, the governor says those visiting Israel from Orlando will find it to be an unforgettable experience. The winning streak continues for one league at Major League Baseball's All-Star
4: Game. Make it lucky number seven for the American League All-Stars. Two-run
0: game again. And here is Gallo, and there it goes. Home run, Joey Gallo.
4: Call courtesy of Fox, Joey Gallo with the solo shot in the 7th inning in the first ever All-Star at-bat for the Texas Rangers Slugger. It would be the deciding run to give the AL their 7th straight All-Star game victory defeating the National League 4-3 to and giving them their 14th win in the last 17 go rounds in the Midsummer Classic. Cleveland Indians pitcher Shane Bieber named MVP after striking out the side in the 5th inning at home at Progressive Field. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News Time, 8.05.
1: A woman opens fire at a DMV office because... The line was moving too slow. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning
0: Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger.
3: It's on uh, Good Morning Orlando, of course. Uh, We're on uh, News Radio 93.1 WFLA and, of course, the 50,000-watt AM540 as well. It's uh, 7.06 on Wednesday morning. And uh, we're going to pop across to London very shortly because there is a uh, a Prime Minister contest going on. They do it in a very different way to the way we do it, uh, but it's down to two. Boris Johnson, who is the overwhelming uh, favourite, and a guy called Jeremy Hunt. Uh, They had a, a TV debate last night they clashed over Brexit and also uh, the uh, country's relations with Donald Trump, if you've been listening all morning, then you know that uh, what happened was uh, that uh, the UK ambassador had a memo calling uh, our diplomacy here in the States inept, and uh, he has now resigned, so uh, they were talking about that as well. Uh, What's going to happen to the uh, so-called special relations between us and the UK? We're going to talk about that next. I'm Simon in for Bud, this is Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> Health officials are warning people and their pets not to get too close to animals near Disney World Resorts and theme parks. A feral cat caught in the area tested positive for rabies and it may have infected other animals. The 60-day warning covers a 2-mile radius around Interstate 4 and Epcot Center Drive. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning right here on Good
0: Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. I'm Simon
3: Conway. I'm in for Bud Hedinger, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Let's uh, swing across the pond uh, to uh, London and talk to Fox News Radio's uh, Simon Owen. Good morning, Simon. Good morning. And uh, we're very interested, of course, in who is going to be the next Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain. It appears it's going to be Boris Johnson, which could make for uh, very interesting times for you and me.
9: Well, he's the one that brings uh, the fireworks, I think many people would uh, say. But, yes, two weeks today, uh, Britain is due to switch Prime Ministers, so members of the ruling Conservative Party are in the process of choosing between uh, two men. It's done... In the post, in the mail. So it's a fairly old fashioned process for 2019, but that's how they do it. Uh, The choices are yes, Boris Johnson, former mayor of London, former foreign secretary, so Britain's former top diplomat. Um, He is charismatic. He affects this sort of bumbling, posh persona, which it sounds like party members uh, like because he is very much seen as the front runner. And then the other candidate is Jeremy Hunt. He is the current foreign secretary, the current top diplomat. And he comes across as being more cautious, perhaps more sensible, but he also says he's the candidate offering the more realistic vision of uh, Britain's future.
3: Mm. And, uh, of course, this is a a very interesting thing. We don't really understand this uh, here, as you can probably tell. Uh, I I used to uh, live over there. And um, it's a very different system. So Theresa May has resigned as prime minister. Uh, She's still in number 10 because uh, you can't just leave. Uh, then uh, they come up well with uh, various voting processes to narrow it down to the final two and then members of the Conservative Party uh, which is small c conservative uh, ladies and gentlemen, trust me uh, members of the Conservative Party and only members of the Conservative Party uh, will pick between these two men one of whom will be Prime Minister
9: Yes and they won't be required to call a general election until potentially 2022 so they've got close to 3 years of uh, of power and in a country of what 70 million people it's going to be decided who leads this country uh, by around 160,000 people and more than that it's suggested that that actually if you look at the conservative party's membership it doesn't reflect particularly well the makeup of british society these days it's believed to be rather dominated by older uh, men living in the south um, of england and so That's why you have this strange situation where Boris Johnson and Jeremy Hunt have been campaigning around the country, attending photo calls, shaking hands, uh, and making their pitches a bit like an election campaign. And yet they only have to really appeal to a very narrow section of society. And that's why a few days ago, Jeremy Hunt, seemingly out of the blue, suggested that he was going to look at reversing a ban that Britain has on fox hunting and You watch this coming out and thought, why on earth is he talking about fox hunting when Britain's stuck in the grips of its Brexit crisis and whatever else? And the reason is it's something that is seen as a priority for members of the Conservative Party. So, yes, there's a a weird election campaign going on where they're kind of talking to the whole country, but really they're talking to a very small group of people.
3: Amazing. Is there a, a push? Because uh, back in back in the day, it used to be uh, members of the House of Commons and only members of the House of Commons uh, that would have uh, uh, been voting on who was going to be the next prime minister in circumstances like this. Uh, so at least they've gone from a couple of hundred people to 100,000 people, I guess you could say. So they're widening the... The people having a say, uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, it has the resignation of Britain's ambassador to the United States this morning. Is that uh, is that making big news over there?
9: Yes, very much so. And we've only heard about it really in, in the last hour or so. But um, yes, this is certainly um, a bombshell moment. And there was actually a TV debate between these two prime ministerial candidates last night. And one of them, Boris Johnson, the front runner, uh, was seen to not give exactly wholehearted backing to the ambassador, Kim Darrick. And so there are rumours here that perhaps. That was um, the the motivation, or or one of the theories is that that was partly why he decided to call it today, because he thought that Johnson was perhaps going to throw him under the bus when he came to power. But yes, very embarrassing and awkward leak for the British government. You know, this critical Mm. comments made by the ambassador about the Trump administration. But the government, Prime Minister Down, is backing the ambassador because they say that diplomats are paid to give candid assessments, and they're entitled to believe they can do that in private. And that's why the real fury here is with whoever it was that made these documents public.
3: Uh, Fox News Radio's Simon uh, Owen, thank you uh, very much. Fascinating uh, stuff. We'll keep an eye on it, and uh, maybe we'll have you back. I appreciate your time, sir. Thanks a lot. There you go. Uh, what do you make of uh, all of that? It is fascinating, isn't it? I find it fascinating. Anyway, I'm Simon Conway, I'm sitting in for Bud, and this is Good Morning Orlando. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office is investigating an apparent double murder-suicide that was discovered last night during a well-being check at a home in Deltona. When deputies entered the house, they found two women and a man, each deceased with gunshot wounds. Updates at least every ten minutes on these stories throughout the morning, right here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today.
3: It's 8.21 on a Wednesday morning. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's good morning, Orlando. It's also good morning to a special assistant to the President of the United States and head of the White House Domestic Policy Council. Uh, His name is Joe Grogan. Uh,
8: Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me.
3: You are very welcome. The president is going to address something today that you would uh, you would hope going in uh, would uh, have massive bipartisan support. And uh, that is uh, what we're going to do about chronic uh, kidney disease and end-stage renal disease.
8: That's right. And it, you're absolutely right. It should have uh, bipartisan support. The president's going to be signing an executive order and taking the largest step forward in the treatment of kidney disease since 1973 when President Nixon established a special benefit in Medicare for people with end-stage kidney disease. We spend about $114 billion in Medicare on people with advanced kidney disease. That's more than we spend at the National Institute of Health, the Department of Homeland Security, and NASA combined. And to make it worse, not Only is all that money, almost 25% of uh, Medicare spending and fee-for-service, you know, just crowding out other spending. We're also not getting the outcomes we need. We're not improving patient care, and we're not doing as good a job taking care of these people and keeping them healthy as they deserve.
3: It's, uh, it's remarkable when you, when you put the numbers out like that. I think people are completely unaware uh, of that. It's the ninth leading cause of death in the United States. It's higher than breast cancer. It's three times more than AIDS.
8: Yes, exactly right. I think this fits in you know, with the type of uh, attitude the president has taken to confront issues that other administrations have ignored for far too long. And he's hoping to focus our attention in three critical areas. One is preventing kidney disease from progressing to end stage kidney disease. About 37 million Americans have some form of kidney disease, and about uh, 700,000 plus have advanced or end stage kidney disease. If we can manage those patients better and keep them healthier for longer, A, we're going to have more productive, happier citizens who are healthier. B, we're going to save money in Medicare. The second thing we're going to do is give these patients more choice in where they get their dialysis. Only 11% of patients currently receiving dialysis get it in the home. They have to get in their car, get driven somewhere uh, to a dialysis center, and then go through the very long taxing process of getting dialysis out of their own home. By contrast, as I said, we're at 11 or 12% for that. Guatemala 56% of their patients are able to get uh, dialysis in their home. So we're going to change the benefit structure so that we push the providers to make sure that these patients get the best care they can in their own home. And then we're also going to increase patient uh, transplants through a number of things. Because for many of these patients, the best thing that they can uh, do for their own health and for their long-time survival is get a kidney transplant, we're going to incentivize more people to become live donors. Currently, a lot of employers will help pay for a donor to miss out on lost wages or with child care if they choose to make the uh, generous decision to help another person live a better life. But if you don't work for one of those large employers with the benefit, it can really be a big financial hit if you have to lose your pay, you have to pay for child care because you need to recover. So we're going to figure out how the federal government can incentivize these people to get compensated for their uh, lost wages and their child care. And then we're going to change the metrics that we judge the transplant uh, organizations, the those organizations that uh, identify kidneys and make sure that they are transplanted so that they're uh, getting more kidneys into the system and more transplants are occurring every year. Well, there's about 100,000 Americans that need kidney transplants and we lose 16 people a day waiting for a kidney transplant
3: if my girl my girlfriend uh, was a, sorry my girlfriend was a live donor um about 18 months ago i'm immensely proud of her uh, she uh was uh, looking to help a friend and actually there turned out to be a better match for her friend uh, but she went ahead and did it anyway uh to uh, somebody she didn't know at all so immensely proud of her
8: uh, you should be. That's a that's a great story. I mean, it's it's another example of how people's, so many Americans' lives are affected by this in one way or another. And there's so many Americans who have not had the federal government help them as much as they should. And we haven't devoted enough attention uh, over the years on this critical problem because, as you said, it is the ninth uh, leading cause of death in the United States, and we have to do something about it.
3: Are you uh, anticipating, I said it right at the outset of this little conversation we're having, that this should be massively bipartisan? Are you expecting there to be some pushback from uh, a political opposition?
8: Well, you can always count on the, some Democrats to come out and criticize this president for any good deed he does. Uh, anybody who's objective about it and understands this uh, disease state and what we're going through and the amount of money we, we are spending with such low quality results should be very enthusiastic. Now there always will be people in the swamp, in the healthcare swamp who, who are critical whenever the uh, Trump administration tries to drain the swamp and make their metrics that we evaluate them more transparent and, and push them to perform uh, higher quality services. So there could be some people making money in the current system, who push back and say uh, we're doing just fine as it is thank you very much but uh you know the president is committed to taking on hard challenges that have been ignored through democrat and republican administrations and fighting for the american people and for patients who really need help so this is a great issue and right. we're very uh fired up about today
3: I have uh, I've said if the president uh, announced that he'd cured cancer, uh, there would be people complaining about all the cancer doctors and nurses that were out of work. Um, uh, Let's uh, (laughs) Right. Finally, uh, let's uh, talk about when and uh, how the president is going to make this announcement today.
8: He's headed down to the Ronald Reagan Center right down the street from the White House. And there's going to be over 500 uh, attendees, including families affected by kidney disease. Patients affected by kidney disease, and uh, they are—that's going to be a big healthcare event right down there. These people were so enthusiastic to come and embrace this event in the direction that this president is setting on this, and it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful uh, day for these people when the president offers them new hope for improved care and decades of improved uh, uh, health for the American people. Uh, Joe Grogan, special assistant
3: to the president, head of the White House Domestic Policy Council. Uh, Thank you very much for your time, sir. I
8: appreciate it. Thank you very much.
3: There you go. What do you make of all of that? 407-916-5400. You can text us at 23680. I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger. This is Good Morning Orlando. And uh, now it's time for uh, Alan Specter. He's got uh, some more of that news stuff that we like to uh, bring
1: you uh, every 10 minutes or so. Hey, Alan. Hey, Simon. I love those technical terms like news stuff. Right. Yeah. Jurors, yeah. jurors in Orange County could decide as soon as today if a convicted murderer lives or dies. Deliberations are expected to begin after closing arguments in the penalty phase of Scott Nelson's murder trial. He was found guilty last month of killing Winter Park nanny Jennifer Fulford during a robbery two years ago, and prosecutors are asking for the death penalty. Nelson's lawyers are asking for life in prison. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A warning for those who find themselves in an area near Epcot at Walt Disney World. Kent Donahue with the health department in Orange County says a rabies alert is in effect.
2: We've identified a two-mile radius around the intersection of Interstate 4 and Epcot Center Drive as our 60-day rabies alert. We trapped a feral cat that tested positive in that general area, and they could travel.
1: Donahue recommends that residents and tourists avoid coming into contact with feral cats or stray dogs, raccoons, bats, foxes, and coyotes, and make sure your pet's rabies immunizations are current. Anyone who's been scratched or bitten by a cat in the area should seek medical attention or contact animal services. The family of an Indiana toddler who fell off the 11th floor of a Royal Caribbean cruise ship while it was docked in Puerto Rico is demanding answers. Their attorney, Michael Winkleman of Miami, says... The 18-month-old's grandfather placed her on the edge of a window, which he didn't realize was open. Royal Caribbean needs an
4: answer to answer this question. Is Why would you ever, in a kid's play area, put windows that passengers can open? I mean, we've all had that experience where someone walks into a glass sliding door thinking it's not there. This is the, the inverse of that.
1: Winkleman wants Royal Caribbean to release surveillance video of the incident. The NFL is coming to the aid of a Miami Dolphins player whose career was ended by a
4: car crash earlier this month. Kendrick Norton's agent Tuesday confirming that the NFL is stepping up and covering the medical expenses for the defensive tackle following a car accident in the early hours of July 4th on a Florida highway where Norton flipped his vehicle, forcing medics at the scene to amputate his left arm. The accident ends Norton's NFL career with the focus now on getting him recovered to resume life. The Miami Dolphins' second-year player taking to Instagram Monday with an image of a thumbs-up and the caption, I'm good, Thank you to everyone that checked on me. I'm good. Thanks for the prayers to God be the glory. Matt Napolitano, Fox News.
1: And elsewhere.
0: Elsewhere. 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 elsewhere.
1: The Donald might want to stop using this song at his rallies. You
4: can always get one
2: to find.
1: Rolling Stones frontman Mick Jagger took time out during a recent concert to mock President Trump. Speaking to a crowd at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts on Sunday, Jagger said, if only the British had held on to the airports, the whole thing might have gone differently for us. The the crowd cheered. During his Fourth of July speech, Trump said the Revolutionary Army took over airports in 1775. He later blamed his faux pas on a malfunctioning teleprompter.
3: That's the problem with teleprompters, man. See, I never, I, I do speeches quite a lot, and I never write them down. It's always from the heart. And uh, therefore, you end up not having airports in 1775.
1: Yes, congratulations.
3: Absolutely. But we've all seen the news anchor stuff, right, TV news anchor stuff, where uh, they just read whatever, and sometimes their colleagues uh, uh, play gags on them. They put something in the teleprompter, and they read it out, because uh, it's like mind-numbing. You become a robot.
1: Yeah, that it's that famous line from the movie Man with Will Ferrell, where they say he'll read anything you put on the teleprompter, and they did yes. put just about anything on there.
3: Exactly right. Not like not like radio news people.
1: No, it's, no, those TV news people—they're
3: robots. Radio news people, not so much.
1: Yeah, it's not like I'm reading from a screen right no. now. No, Earth, I'm. Um, it's all you know, right here, up up uh, upstairs here, Simon. Yes, uh, Earthquake. Uh. Earthquakes are apparently all the rage now on social media. People have been flocking to the Mojave Desert town of Ridgecrest a few hours away from Los Angeles to take what's being called our seismic selfies. The, wow. the two major earthquakes that rattled the town last week created massive cracks in the Earth's crust. The L.A. Times has documented folks getting on the ground, trying to fit an arm or a leg in the crack, and then snapping a picture to be posted online. Wow, I was in that quake. Seriously, yeah. I was in Los Angeles. Yeah, I know you were talking about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, no, no, never again. No, and <laughs> no. no, no seismic selfies
3: for you. No seismic selfies for me. Oh, that was enough of experience. You know, afterwards you think, man, I should have been videoing my chair moving across the room and yeah. my <laughs> book falling down. But uh, yeah, if it was your first earthquake. It's just not in the front of your mind.
1: It always amazes me that uh, you always have cell phone video of these events. You know, who has the presence of mind when they're in the middle of an earthquake or some other disaster to pick up their phone and start recording?
3: Right. Exactly. Uh, And it's certainly not me is the simple answer to that question.
1: And it would Uh, um... would be not me also, Simon. (laughs) Finally, a a man in India is back in the hospital after waking up at his own funeral. Re- Love those stories. Yes, reports say 20-year-old Mohammed Furquan was declared dead by doctors in the city of Lucknow. However, during his funeral ceremony, his family saw his limbs begin to twitch in the open casket, confirming that he was, in fact, alive. Furquan <sighs> was to, brought to the hospital and put on a ventilator where it was confirmed that he was living and breathing. The Hindustan Times explains that Firquan had been lying in the hospital unconscious since an accident last month but hospital professionals only reported him dead after the family could no longer pay for his care. <laughs> An investigation is underway. You can't pay, you're dead. Wow, now, this
3: is true. My Florida lawyer has my will, okay? Yeah. And it's one of my biggest fears. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe in a past life I was in that hospital in uh, Hindustan. Uh, maybe that's why. But in my will, this is absolutely true, three doctors have to say I'm dead. And they cannot put me in the ground until three days after uh, the three doctors have said I'm dead.
1: Ah, It's in my will. I promise you it's in my will. You and I share that same fear of being buried alive. There you go. Yeah, Really weird. Remember way back in the the day, I guess in the Old West or whatever, they would put a little bell on the top of a coffin. And uh, if the person inside woke up, they could pull a string and ring that bell and say, hey. Guess what? I'm still here.
0: <laughs> exactly
1: Fine. Right. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. There you go. With Alan Spector. Simon? The
3: wonderful Alan Spector with new stuff. Stuff. That's what, new we we stuff. love new stuff on this show. We absolutely adore it. Uh, more with uh, more with Alan uh, before we are done for the day. I am Simon Conway. Uh, I checked, so I am, and I'm in uh, for Bud Henninger. Uh, it is News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Of course, we are still uh, booming out across uh, the amazing state of Florida uh, on you the in your face 50,000 watt AM 540. And this is Good Morning Orlando. A man is dead after a daytime shooting on a street in Daytona Beach. Police say two men in a car were being chased by three men in another car when the two vehicles crashed on Weaver Street yesterday afternoon. The two men in the first car tried to get away on foot, but the three men in the other car opened fire and one of the men being chased was killed. The other man got away and two suspects were arrested after a high-speed chase. Updates at least every 10 minutes on these stories throughout the morning,
0: right here on good morning Orlando TM Orlando weekdays 5 till 6 p.m news radio 93.1 I'm Simon Conway I'm in for
3: Bud Heer uh, here on uh, news radio 93.1 WFLA good morning Orlando and I know this is incredibly hard to believe at 846 on a Wednesday morning it's really it's tough I get it really hard to believe but it's true jason momoa is being body shamed why well he was on vacation and apparently he doesn't look like aquaman anymore i know michael is very very upset by this
5: i just looked it up i mean i don't i i don't get it to be honest <laughs> with you <laughs> Yes, well, according to Men's Health magazine, it turns out people
3: expect actors to look exactly like they do on screen, even when they're on a private holiday with their families. And several commentators felt the need to point out that Momoa didn't have his famous muscles.
5: You know, they have to work out like three hours a day when they're preparing for a movie like that to look like that. I mean, it's crazy. Mm Quote, seems
3: to me he doesn't have the same butt bod he had in Aquaman. I wonder if the person writing that did, you know, have that kind of a body. Just just me. Oh, just These things cross my mind. It's amazing what people find the time to do, isn't it? Just incredible that people feel it is okay to go online online. And look at a picture of somebody and start talking about their bodies.
5: Well, yep, it's 2019, Simon. That's what we do. Yep. 2019.
3: The um... What generation is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I refuse to believe it's know. millennials. I refuse to be believe.
5: Z, I don't know. It really? Or is it the older? Is it Generation X? Uh, Matt, I, I have no idea.
3: I just don't know what what we are becoming when some dude on a private holiday, a private vacation with his uh, wife, uh, who, by the way, is equally uh, stunning, uh, Lisa Lisa Bonnet, right? Silent T on the end. Bonnet, but you don't pronounce the T. Um, uh, she was there with him. I don't know if she was body shamed. I haven't seen pictures of her, but he was. And I'm
5: looking at the picture that they body shamed him on. Really? i know i wish i could be any right. close anything close to that you see you seen the picture i'm talking about yeah unbelievable it looks like people a pretty fit guy are, people are un freaking believable <laughs> really really
3: it's like nuts
5: are you gonna post a picture of yourself and uh see if people body shame you simon me mm-hmm. yeah y- y- um no <laughs> good I, that's probably a good move
3: yeah no, i think that's wise i think
5: that's the wise counsel
3: there no um all right well there you go so uh, if you want to uh, go and body shame aquaman uh you apparently can did you see the movie uh, uh michael by the way
5: i did i actually really liked it did you so now that it's out there on uh, streaming services i should go watch it yeah it was surprisingly a lot better than i thought i mean okay. it's it's over the top but it's it's over the top in a fun, entertaining way. I could put okay. it that way. But now that I've seen the real him, I'm not going to believe the muscles, am I? N- no, no. You'll be like, <laughs> that's not him. That's
3: not him. i tell you the movie I just saw last weekend. I saw yesterday.
5: It's a movie called Yesterday. Yep. I have not seen it. Uh, I heartily recommend it.
3: Really? Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely excellent. First class. Go see it. In fact, go see it today, Michael. Then we can talk about it tomorrow or Friday.
5: Mm. Yeah, come on, man. Mm. Do it for the do
3: it for the show. Oh,
5: but that could interrupt nap time, you know. It's... Do
3: it for the show, man.
5: <laughs>
3: nap time. Uh, I'm Simon Conway. I'm in for Bud Henninger. I'm actually uh, in the seat for the rest of the week, which is uh, great. So we've got two more days together as well. Uh, and uh, it is News Radio 93.1 WFLA, and it is Good Morning Orlando. The House of Representatives are going to vote on Friday on a bill that would restore the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer tweeted yesterday that the heroes who ran into harm's way that day deserve swift action. Lawmakers named the bill in honour of the late NYPD Detective Luis Alvarez, who died last month from cancer. Updates on uh, these stories throughout the morning, every 10 minutes, right here on uh, Good Morning Orlando.
0: Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando and while you're uh, following
3: everybody on uh, Twitter uh, at uh, wfla orlando follow me on Twitter as well uh, at simon radio 1776 at simon radio 1776 because uh, uh, I'd love to have you on board also now on Instagram uh, we love Instagram the Simon Conway show on Instagram the Simon Conway show is uh, Instagram at Simon Radio 1776 is Twitter uh, so uh, come and join uh, the Twitter community we would absolutely uh, love to have you on board so uh, yeah it's uh, it's three at man three hours really? I had to check my uh, my watch here to make sure three hours had indeed uh, essentially gone past, and they have. That uh, really flew by uh, this morning. Anyway, uh, so in the uh, three minutes that we uh, we have remaining to ourselves, uh, let's uh, talk a little AOC. I love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, because she's good copy, not for any other reason. Uh, anyway, she now. Uh, potentially is facing a lawsuit. If you may be aware, there was a a lawsuit that the president lost over banning people on Twitter. So uh, the uh, powers that be decided that banning people on Twitter was not something the president of the United States could do, which is interesting. But... Surely it has implications for the likes of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, because she, too, bans people on Twitter. She actually bans a lot of people on Twitter. I do not understand this. Do you ban people on Twitter, Michael? No, never. See, uh, I've been on Twitter since 2009, I checked, Um, and I have banned, in that time, I have banned six people since 2009 in ten years. And that was before, uh, maybe before they invented it, but before I discovered the wonderful mute option. Now, I've muted a few people, which basically means you just never see what they say. So, so that is a far better answer uh, than, uh, than banning. Just mute them. And then they still think they're... Uh, They're attacking you, and you can't see a thing that they're saying. So that's a far better option. So uh, what uh, is going to happen? Well, I suspect if uh, she's got any sense, she will task a member of her staff to go through her Twitter account and unban and mute everybody she's banned. Now, this, of course, is fine unless she's banned, you know, 34,000 people. (laughs) I don't know how many she's banned. (laughs) But, you know, she's got followers in the millions, yeah. uh, so maybe she's banned tens of thousands. It's very easy. That ban button's really easy to hit. Is it that easy to unhit? She could be in some trouble here. Uh, we will uh, we will find out in the fullness of time, I guess, right? Uh, but
5: it's, uh, it's fascinating. So you've never banned anyone, Michael? No, I don't think I've ever. I'd have to double check, but I don't think I've ever banned anyone. See, you're just a sweetheart. That's uh, that's that's the issue. Oh, right I yeah. get attacked, but for some reason, I feel like they have a right to do it. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, listen, I I don't mind being attacked. I have no issue with being attacked. Um. The uh
3: the issue I have is when it gets into the whole when did you stop beating your wife stuff. And oh, you answer geez. it a couple of times, and then you're like, you know, this is just pointless. It's just a waste yeah. of my time. And so exactly. you no longer you no longer answer it. And now I mute people who do that. But uh, attacking me, disagreeing with me, that's fine. Anyway, uh, it, time is uh, talking of time. It's uh, it's against us. We are out of it. Uh, so we will be back at six o'clock tomorrow morning to do it all over again. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Melissa. And thank you, everybody listening, because it's never the same without you. Have yourselves a truly wonderful day. Goodbye.